Hey, Rebel EMers, welcome back to another episode of Rebel CritCast. I'm your host, Frank Lodicerto. I'm a dual-trained adult and pediatric intensivist, and today we're going to be talking about lung protective mechanical ventilation. So you can do everything I say and do everything right, but even the best physicians with mechanical ventilation are going to do some harm. So the goal here is if we have to intubate is minimizing the harm and following a lung protective strategy. So I'm going to define what that means uh, through this podcast. But what's believed to be true is that low tidal volume ventilation is lung protective. And I'll talk about that in a moment. Number two is limiting the plateau pressure to less than 30 millimeters of mercury is lung protective. And then the third thing that some believe to be true is high PEEP is protective. Now, I'm going to argue that it's not higher PEEP, and no study has demonstrated that higher PEEP is protective, but I'll argue that optimal PEEP set to decrease the driving pressure is what is essential and what is lung protective. But let's first talk about low tidal volume ventilation. Well, in a typical ARDS patient, what you're actually ventilating is a small proportion of the actual lung volume. So if you look at a typical CAT scan from an ARDS patient with much diseased lung, there's only a small proportion of lung that you're actually ventilating or what's called the functional lung size that you're actually ventilating. So if you just think about this logically, if you're giving a patient 8, 10, 12 cc's per kilo and they have a small functional lung size, well, you're going to overinflate that good lung and cause injury. So if you look at one of these uh, CT scans, which I'll leave in the show notes, that you, you'll see why four to six cc's per kilo or low, lower tidal volume ventilation is going to be lung protective and minimize injury to the good lung. It may help recruit some atelectatic lung, but it, for the most part, you're just going to overventilate if you use too high a lung volume with these, um, with these patients. Some will argue that eight cc's per kilo is protective uh, given that they have normal lungs. And let's say you, maybe you intubated these patients for something other than ARDS and maybe it was just for airway protection. So yeah, I would say eight cc's per kilo is fine. They have normal lungs. If you have a patient with a disease process that can progress to ARDS, so let's say COVID-19 is a great example where uh, they may get intubated for whatever reason early on and they may have a phenotype which has a, a high or normal compliance with not a lot of recruitable lung disease like ARDS, then uh, the, the goal here would be actually still, I think, to minimize uh, the tidal volume for the, for the reason is we don't want to cause lung injury as these patients can progress to a phenotype that has a lower compliance and more typical of ARDS. So I'd still stay that this patients, these patients with inflamed lungs and lung disease should still be maintained in a lower tidal volume, or at least every attempt should be made to keep them on a lower tidal volume of a 6 cc's per kilo uh, tidal volume or less. And again, this uh, 6 cc's per kilo is based on ideal body weight, and this is set for gender, so male or female, or and, and based on height as well. That's what ideal body weight is set for, not on actual weight. Uh, the next Lung protective measure is limiting the plateau pressure. So what is the plateau pressure? So uh, this is the pressure seen by the small airways or alveoli. Too high a, a plateau pressure will lead to barotrauma or trauma from too high a pressure. It's likely a predictor of lung severity or lung disease. And the way to obtain a plateau pressure, it's not going to be listed on your vent. What you have to do is an inspiratory pause, which turns off that valve and measures the uh, pause pressure, the inspiratory pause pressure, and will obtain a, a plateau pressure. And again, this is 
This is the most important pressure because this is the pressure that's going to be seen by the small alveoli. So the third thing that, that people have uh, held and said is true is that high PEEP levels may be protective. Now, there, it, PEEP is protective. PEEP is certainly protective. Now, we've looked at this for over many years and uh, in animal models where they had zero PEEP or ZEEP, these late lungs were allowed to be completely deflated and then reinflated. This led to pretty serious lung injury. So we need some PEEP. Some have argued that higher PEEP may be protective. And, and my belief is that it's not the higher PEEP. Again, no study has shown higher PEEP in and of itself is protective, but I'd argue that it's optimal PEEP set to minimize driving pressure is, is what is protective. This was nicely described by, not first described, but nicely described by a study uh, by Amato and colleagues, which I'll leave in the show notes. This was a retrospective study, looked at 3,562 patients. And in a second, I'll talk about a, a beautiful graph that I'll leave in the show notes as well that, that really nicely summed up this paper. But let me talk first about what is driving pressure. So simply to measure driving pressure, what you do is an inspiratory pause pressure or you find out the plateau pressure and you subtract that pressure uh, from the PEEP and that is actually your driving pressure. So it's very easy to obtain on the ventilator and we don't know the actual number, what, what the plateau pressure should be, but most of the studies have looked at something like 15 or, or less. So again, this is a continuous variable, right? So if you have a, a driving pressure of uh, 15, is your patient going to do better than if it's 16? Well, I mean, it, again, it's a continuous variable. We want to minimize the driving pressure as much as we can. And I'll, and I'll tell you how to do that in a second. But we want to optimize or increase our PEEP to minimize our driving pressure. And I'll, and I'll tell you how. It's, it's fairly easy, but I'll go over how to do that in just a second. But let me define it a little bit more. So, so what it is, uh, the delta P or the driving pressure, is your tidal volume divided by your compliance. So we all often think about compliance as being the stiffness of the lung. So a lung that's not very stiff has a high compliance, like a normal lung. And a lung that's stiff or, or like ARDS uh, would have a low compliance. So it's interesting that I always talk about compliance as stiffness, but in reality, it's, it's actually probably not the lung, the functional lung that's, that's stiff, but the decreased compliance mostly comes from that we're trying to ventilate this small lung volume. So it's more a result of a smaller lung volume than it is a stiff lung. Uh, and the compliance per unit of, of, of lung may be normal. But again, for simplicity's sake, just think of compliance now as, as stiffness, okay? So, so when we calculate our delta P, so again, that's equal to the tidal volume divided by the compliance. A very stiff lung or a low compliance, given a, a set tidal volume, you're going to see that if the tidal volume doesn't change and your compliance decreases, or your denominator, denominator decreases, that you're going to need more pressure or a higher driving pressure. And uh, that has led what we've seen associated with higher mortality. And again, there's a, a wonderful graph that I'm going to put in the show notes from the Amato paper. And there's three different pictures in this graph that I think are very helpful to look at. So the first one shows or demonstrates in these 3,562 patients that they maintain the same PEEP. They found the, the PEEP level to be the same. And as they increased the driving pressure, so PEEP remained the same, but the driving pressure increased. Well, this was associated with a higher mortality. Uh, that was the first figure. And then in the second picture, they had the same driving pressure. Now the PEEP was increased and with it, the, the plateau pressure was increased. But as long as the driving pressure remained the same, mortality stayed the same, which was very interesting. And in the third picture, 
um, they held the plateau pressure equal over this given subset of patients. But as the driving pressure increased, well, this was also associated with a higher mortality. So have a look at that. But um, what, they, what they found in this paper was that that driving pressure was associated with mortality, uh, more so than any other variable. So let's talk a little bit about driving pressure and why it's so important. Uh, I just mentioned a few reasons, but let's say you have a patient that you just intubated, all right? And so you, let, let's say you set them on a rate of uh, 20 breaths per minute. So every 60 seconds, they're getting 20 breaths, right? So uh, for 60 minutes, so 60 minutes in one hour, they're getting 1,200 breaths. That's a lot of breaths. You don't think about that that way. So that's 1,200 breaths. Over a day, that's about 30,000 breaths. So let's say you had too low a PEEP, right? So the lung was, uh, the alveoli were allowed to deflate and then reopen, deflate and reopen. And then you, you allowed that for 30,000 times a day. What do you think that's going to do to the alveoli? Well, it's going to cause uh, stress, shear stress or atelectic trauma on the lung and actually be harmful. It's going to cause injury. And that just, think of it that way, just, just made sense to me. So I know the lung isn't a balloon, but let's think of the lung for a second or the alveoli as a balloon. So if you set, and I'm going to put a, a picture here to demonstrate this. So if you set the peep too low and allow the lungs to deflate, well, it makes sense. Just think of it as a balloon. If you allow a balloon, the, the hardest part about blowing up a balloon is, is the beginning, right? So grabbing this balloon and, and putting a lot more pressure into it to get to get it to blow up. So if you have to do that over and over and over, you're generating a lot of pressure, there's going to be a lot of stress on that balloon. The next example would be to blow up this balloon really large, right? And this is setting, uh, the first example was setting too low a peep. Now I'm talking about setting too high a peep. All right, so now we have this really big fat balloon and we're trying to put, again, it's hard to blow into this balloon that's overinflated. So if we set too high a peep as well, we're going to cause injury. I mean, the, the balloon might burst, right? And so we think about overinflating our lungs and causing pneumothorax or, or just lung injury from overdistension of the lung. But if we set that balloon just right, meaning we put some air in it, keep it open, then it's going to be very easy, as you can imagine, blowing in and out of the balloon, in and out of the balloon, limiting the pressure or limiting the pressure seen in the balloon or on the lungs and limiting that sheer stress. So that's our goal is to get to that point where we're, we have an optimal PEEP. And I'll talk about how to do that in just a second. Now, there's been some PEEP FiO2 tables out there so um, where you march up on your PEEP for if your FiO2 set too high, looking at PF ratios and SATs. And that's one aspect of optimizing a PEEP. Uh, and that may be helpful with true ARDS, setting your PEEP using this table to march up and down. Um, but we found this to be not helpful in our patients with COVID-19 and it may have doing more harm by increasing the PEEP and causing uh, lung injury. So what I'm going to advocate is actually looking at driving pressure, not your SAT or PF ratio. Now that's an important aspect to look at, but setting the PEEP optimally to minimize driving pressure is probably what's more important. Even if you have to go to higher plateau pressures, a minimal driving pressure is what probably is most important to do less harm to your patient's lung. So now, you've intubated your patient, you put them in a volume or pressure mode, but let's, for this example, we're gonna put them in a volume control mode. That might be the easiest way to think about this. So we put them in a volume control mode, and we figure out their ideal body weight, and we set them to, let's say, six cc's per kilo. All right, so let's find how we would calculate our optimal PEEP, all right, to keep our patient's lungs as safe as possible. So let's say we start with a PEEP of eight, and we measure our plateau pressure, and it's 25. Again, we're set at six cc's per kilo. 
So what's 25 minus 8? 25 being our plateau pressure and 8 minus our peep. Well, the driving pressure there is 17. And I said we want to get it to less than 15. Lower the better. So don't just stop if you get the 15. The lower the better. So now we say, well, let's try to go up on our peep. So we go to 10 on our peep. Um, we again check our plateau pressure now. It goes up. It only goes up to 26. So we've uh, gone up on our peep to 10. Our plateau pressure is 26. So now the difference there, driving pressure of 16, right? So, hmm, okay, that's a little bit less or lower driving pressure. Now we go a little bit up on our peep. So we go to peep of 12. We remeasure our plateau pressure, and let's say it doesn't go up. Let's say it stays at 26, okay? So maybe we're hitting an optimal peep here. So now uh, the difference between a plateau pressure of 26 and a peep of 12 is 14. So great. So that's good. So can we go up again? Let's try. Let's try. So we go up here now to our, our peep. We go up to 14, but now we notice our plateau pressure uh, jumps a bit to, let's say, 31, all right? So now we got a, a driving pressure of 17, all right? So what I would say here, optimally for this patient, is go back to where you were, set up the peep of 12, which gave you a plateau pressure of 26, and uh, you have a driving pressure of 14. This may be the optimal peep. Now, this can you can do this daily, or you can do it um, twice a day, and once you have that optimal PEEP um, set to minimize your driving pressure, this is probably going to be the most or the least injurious way to mechanically ventilate your patients. I'm going to put some of these things, these papers, in the show notes. I hope this uh, was helpful and described a driving pressure for you, something you can do easily at the bedside, changing your PEEP set to minimize your driving pressure or the difference between your plateau pressure and your PEEP. If you have questions, please let me know. Thanks for joining me. I hope this podcast was helpful, and God bless.